0: Welcome back to Black Girl Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Preacher. This is season two, episode three, Damsels, written by Sarah Goodman, directed by Michael Slavis, premiered July 3rd of 2017, and I gave this episode a 9.4 out of 10. While it wasn't as action-packed as the first two episodes were, well, I would say one was much more action-packed than two. Um. I will say this was a much more character-driven episode, which I appreciated. Kind of slowed down a little bit. We got some of the relationships unfolding, changing, getting more complicated. We introduced an antagonist into the show. And we also saw um, saw a little bit of action, too, as well with the Jesse fight scene. So overall, really enjoyed it. To start this recap off with a character we have not checked back in with in quite some time, which is Eugene. Tracy calls him, pleading with him to come now as she needs him, and like a white knight, he rides off on his wheels to Captain Savaho. I like how the title played on the female characters in this episode yeah Tracy a damsel we have Tulip a little bit of a damsel in distress and we have uh I don't even remember what she was called in this episode I just know her actual character name which hadn't been revealed at this time so for the time being I'll just say the other damsel in distress (laughs) or the horrible singer So all three of them and how they each react to the situation in which they are distressed. You have one that's creating the situation, one uh, avoiding and then confronting the situation. And then you have Tracy, who uh, is just a whole other type of teenage hot mess. She is upset when he gets there that Tucker cheated on her with a five. So she plans to kill herself. They ask you how you are, you just have to that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. I feel like this is something teenage girls go through a lot. The hormones. They ain't no fucking joke man. (laughs) You all over the place. She wrote the suicide note and everything. Uh, Having the gun in her room I think it was taking it a little too far. Talking about it's loaded like what the fuck. I was thinking bitch why you call me? That's what I would have been if I was Eugene. but he is her best friend and she mentions him as her best friend in the end of her very long note uh like 17 pages with her funeral playlist on page 14 listing all the anal sex as well uh all the men she's had anal sex with so she qualifies for heaven just so you know anal sex is not the same as vaginal sex that'll get you in trouble he convinces her she shouldn't kill herself deeply devout that god will somehow fix everything i don't like when you're this cult like belief in anything (laughs) just the way in which that's how you get through every sentence how about some other things in there i don't know tangible things of the world too just to kind of balance it out that's all i'm saying Yes Tracy is an overly dramatic emotional teenager that clearly has no value regarding Eugene's personal feelings. That aside because a lot of people felt that she was basically a cunt and you know poor Eugene but I'm like no. Not only is it apparently obvious that this is how she has treated him for a very long time even if he disregards that It also does not change how wrong he was to decide that a moment of friendship was an opportunity to kiss someone in an emotionally fragile position anyway. No, bro, that's not when you make your move. He also burned the suicide note, which would have exonerated him to some degree regarding how things unfolded. And when she goes to shoot herself again after he kisses her and she says, Ew. The gun goes off and she is shot in the face. And I'm not sure why he just didn't let her... Clearly she was not in the right mind. That's what I'm thinking. Like, Why would you even turn that into a sexual situation? I don't care that he's a boy that didn't know better. Um, (laughs) He's 17 years old. He should have been taught better by someone. Uh, But it was basically both unfortunate events because she was completely callous and overdramatic in that moment because just because a boy kissed you that you would never be into should not be a reason to kill yourself however once again she just talked about how you know she's sexually not unattractive and then you the one person she probably felt no sexual pressure from decided to make a sexual advance at her so it, it could have been overwhelming in that sense to her we don't know her full story is what i'm trying to say and i think that it is wrong just to blame her and poor eugene for the situation that unfolded panicking he tries to get out of the room mom of course heard what's happening she's like open the door he's trying to cover it up and decides well fuck it only thing left to do now is shoot myself as well ultimately making it look like he killed her and then tried to kill himself congratulations you played yourself this is all unfortunate but precipitated by the judgment and error trying to put the brains back in though that was gross eugene is on a familiar hellish loop of the worst day of his life as a prisoner in hell he's pulled out of his loop the door opens and a guard walks in requesting backup to her location and she tells him don't move going back to Tula and friends they leave texas you're lost dipshit and i'm like i don't think so to the sound of jazz with Tula resisting that this is a good idea to go to new orleans but both jesse and cass are on board seeing as the ladies flash their boobies for practically nothing <laughs> tulip decided to drag jazz for filth equating the song that they're listening to over and over again to cats screwing at the airport under an ice cream truck <laughs> she ain't wrong jesse doesn't like new orleans swamps as it's a family thing what what the fuck but likes the city just fine now we heard his mother's name so i guess family mother's name is langelle and we saw that on a poster so uh getting some more of jesse's backstory he then asked to drive and she said my car no. Hell no he tells her she's driving like a little boy she's like i'm going 50. yeah it's the speed limit <laughs> but this antagonistic type of relationship they have You know, they're so adolescent. She still is pushing against New Orleans because their only tip is God's horror taste in music. It's like, I like jazz. I like tacos. Doesn't mean I go to Mexico. You've gone to Mexico. I didn't go to Mexico for tacos. I went to Kill a Man. That's my point. Cass in the backseat chimes in. I could go for a Mexican taco right now. And I'm like, bitch, same. I'm so hungry. Tulip tells him he doesn't have to go to Mexico though to get one. Just like there's lots of jazz in Mexico, Mex-a-jazz. exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the season I really fell in love with Tulip and Cassidy's relationship. They are the absolute best <laughs> they're so nonsensical and they both are on their own little world of understanding <laughs> much more uh, not as book smart as maybe Jesse is or even as um, I don't even know because they, they're a hot ass mess they will go down some serious rabbit holes together her face making her inane point to go to Mexico instead of Nola. I loved her face when she was making her inane point about going to Mexico. It's like to go get some extra jazz. Like you, I, I'm about to veto you right now. I'm just letting you know. In New Orleans. That is one place you will not catch me. Jesse tells them they have 187 possibilities seeing that's how many jazz clubs are in New Orleans to find God. Cassidy certifiably wears female clothing because that butterfly shirt I have seen on women before. I like the matching long hood aesthetic he has with Tulip. Jesse really just walked up to a bartender and said we're looking for God. You're so dumb. You are really gone for real To his surprise a man says all three of you before motioning them to follow him downstairs we are
1: the trapus,
0: my <laughs> They get to another man and it's repeated that they're looking for God and it's equally repeated all three of them. They are led through the longest maze of buildings to an old man who uh, is told they're looking for God. And Cassidy says, all three of us, (laughs) who reveals behind a curtain a man in a dog suit with a woman holding his chain. The old man presents a tray with goodies like a dildo and some doggy treats, while brother man runs down the prices.
1: Let the dogs out! (laughs)
0: that's what that stupid wondrous look on jesse's face gets cassidy digging in his pants pulling out dollar bills <laughs> and jesse like what are you doing paying the man he then disparages what they are doing because looking for God sounds oh so rational. He's like, get out of here, you freaks. He is able to laugh about it with Cassidy outside. Like, I wonder how tight that thing is and how the fuck do you get out of it? Um, it was a ridiculous situation that they just really walked their ass into. <laughs> Tula wants to go lay down as she doesn't feel good, avoiding a black tinted SUV and anyone's gaze he takes her aside and asks like what's up she clearly lies about her stomach ache some as a sharpie pain thingy and the way in which she is reduced to the emotional maturity of a child tells you exactly how emotionally mature she is as she doesn't trust jesse with her issue though he knows there is an issue and instead of following her to demand what it is and insist upon being there for her he tells her god is missing he has to go find him like i got my shit i gotta go do i need you to come with me and do my stuff if you got a problem that you got to deal with then either you got to tell me or i'm doing my own shit um but i also think that he's torn between like he really should insist upon it but he really don't want to because he wants to do his own thing she says till the end of the world he does not say it back and she says don't be mad at me and he's like why would i be mad at you while clearly being angry i hate when people do that like just say what the fuck you're saying but at the same time you're not saying what the fuck you need to say so there is that he's completely brushing her aside though her needs to service his own a justy custer fucking trend Cass hears that she's maybe going to find a motel jesse not the least concerned as this is part of the relationship together but often apart with him not the least bit thinking about her safety because to be fair she is a boss but everyone desires to have a safety net and that's what her look was when she walked away even though she is the one not giving in this situation he chooses to go with Philip uh, instead as they are staying with his friend Dennis, whose address he'll text to. Um, I almost called him a Dom. Jesse. Cass also knows something is up but isn't choosing to let her go deal with it by herself. Jesse goes to. Well, he also has a lot more information since he was there when she killed the guy and helped uh, bury the body. So in a way, he's reacting in a way in which Jesse would probably be reacting if he knew about the situation, but she doesn't trust him with that information, and I think that there's uh, valid reasons for her feeling the way she does, and because Cassidy hasn't really met this other side of Jesse yet, like she has, he's a little confused about why she would be so reluctant. Cassidy rather idolizes Jesse, right? So he's like, I don't understand why you wouldn't tell him. Wouldn't he do something about it? I don't think, like, even at that dinner table, that conversation, he left before those words were stated to Tulip. So he he's not aware of this other side in which Jesse treats her. So it will be interesting if and when he gets... Uh, a taste of that reality as she knows it jesse goes to the bar and asks for god then a drink when a smart ass talking shit he flings a drink in his face Shut the fuck up. he taught him a valuable lesson don't talk shit unless you can back it up cassidy is like i got questions tulip is like i'm not answering any questions and stop talking about the man i murdered but when she hides from a familiar black Cadillac in an alley, he says, we're on the run, statement, not question. I love how he gets things from her by playing by her rules. If you don't tell me, fine, I'll tell you. She runs into Mrs. Barbare, who seems really nice. So she walks away and says, shit, maybe not. (laughs) Dennis speaks French, has some very choice words for Cassidy, as in tulips words later seems to hate his guts before being asked to stay at his place for a very long time after a brief hesitation he opens the door and lets him in cassidy has a brief attempt at conversation with the man giving him half a bag of peanut m&ms that he discards with disgust of course, fans know exactly what this relationship is. I can't wait for the reveal. He finds Tulip, and I mean fans of the comic. He finds Tulip who's pacing with a gun in her hand, and the way he looks at her. It's who you are meant to be. She's probably one of the bravest people he's ever met, so to see her in this state and he says you're afraid of someone's statement not question is really bothering him so he sits down and she admits that she's running from a victor after screwing him over and now she's in his backyard has things running from one's troubles is a good idea and he supports that but she says jesse is not gonna ditch his quest for god and deduces if jesse did know he'd make the situation a whole lot worse and that's when he asked why would he do that he's your ex-fiance and he loves you how about no you crazy dutch bastard well since he cannot uh involve his best mate in this or she does not want to involve him he volunteers to help but tulip dismisses him and i kind of love the way he checked her like i helped you hide a murder victim i lied to my best friend Jesse for you several times and I put a roof over your head so stop acting like I'm the Irish sidekick and treat me with some respect. Out what it means to me R-E-S-B-C-T. Take out It's moments like this that you realize that Cassidy is a 119-year-old vampire. He's lived some lives. He's known some shit. He's been through the mud. So... He's not going to allow himself, even with Jesse, to be pushed around, right? And he also is a friend, a genuine friend to Tulip. There's no judgment there. They have a very unspoken symmetry between them. Uh, Once again, the way in which Cassidy doesn't allow Tulip to bully or posture her way out of speaking versus Jesse getting frustrated and simply walking away from the situation it's another trait of their toxic relation but playing devil's advocate Cassidy doesn't not have his flaws the biggest one not yet revealed but also seen this episode and his relationship with Tulip isn't without some toxicity is that the right way to say that word as well when it comes to his feelings versus her commitment to them um, it can be considered a bit, you know, toxic or poisonous as it leads to more heartache for one more than the other, but it never graded the way that the Jesse Tulip dynamic does, but they aren't both without flaws in their relationships with each other. So I don't want to be a constant overload on Jesse's character and, and put... Cassidy on a pedestal that's not it at all but there is a different way I see or react to their relationships maybe because I feel Jesse's more which he is a narcissist and um, but, but there's a lot of reason behind the man Jesse walking around like a western <laughs> like he's in a western going up to the bartender looking for God I'm Michael Jordan stop it Get some help. I love the background commentary. (laughs) of People just roasting him. But uh, nothing was funnier than that guy that came out and swung at an imaginary person and went down cold. He wakes at a bar and asks once again to the bartender. uh, Know anything about God? I'm looking for him. And it's led to the singer at the La Chamine. Uh, me maybe some fake blonde sings awfully before being hit on by a married man who she cuts down for the attempt she does flirt with jesse who wants to know about god she tosses her drink at him and tells him to clean up then meet her outside she then randomly jumps into a taxi clearly looking at him that it soon ran off the road anyone else using their brain would have put one and two together but we all know that jesse's thick Men in white kidnap her, but he uses the voice to stop the van. Somewhere the saint got a boner. Okay, let's get it. Let's get it. Oh. Or I should call him the saint of killers. <laughs> um How reckless is Jesse, right? You know, you know that your constant use of this power is pretty much be- putting a bullseye on you and yet this entire episode the entire time that he used it was well it shows when he used it too right he's been humiliated the uh, the entire night right he seems to be on a lost cause he's feeling dejected in a way and he gets the chance to to put his dick out and he does exactly that with reckless abandon and glee i might add the fight scene was badass though and done well by the actor so kudos to that i would say that is dominic cooper saving grace is his continued success in the fight scenes he and the blonde escape into the night and back to her place where she you know slips into something a little bit more comfortable and she also has a daughter named gracie she mentions a super secret religious fascist organization with designs on world domination being after her all dressed in white the men are as they uh follow or they were following her around i said that really backwards i meant to say the men that were following her around were all dressed in white there we go <laughs> and that she had been told by a dead man that god was missing this scene is very telling of jesse's persona he is eager to play the knight in shining armor you know the minute she's giving some fake ass tears he's all like i'm here something tulip to, to be fair doesn't allow him maybe because he takes it too far and i don't need a fucking john wayne He's completely rock hard for the adoring damsel easily given up that he has a power and furthermore delighted to prove his significance worth competence in that moment despite the fact that it places not only himself but his friend and lover, Immortal Perel. She leaves for the airport and he's confident he'll find God and even more enamored of his newfound cheerleader, Um uh... <laughs> it's not even her it's the cheerleading right of his mission seeing as he has tangible proof now and he saved the day he was one of the good guys quote unquote even catching a secretly desired kiss from the damsel in gratitude he's the perfect cowboy playing out his hero's tale in this moment this is the affirmation he wants from tulip the woman in some ways he wants to love to be despite also desiring everything quote unquote bad about her so when she calls he's irritated as she isn't on the mission with him supporting him the way he wants her to be despite her having no real interest in said mission but she is there she was trying to be supportive of what he was doing even though she's not like emotionally invested in it But her secrets are clashing as well as Jesse's, though. Because keep in mind, right before the call, he also was looking at a poster that said Angelville. And that same symbol is tattooed on his back. And he heard a familiar cranky noise. So that also uh, played a role, I should say, in his irritation. Tulip can't say what she wants to because she knows Jesse will judge her. To be that reluctant to open yourself to shaming is due to her constantly being shamed almost her entire life. Everyone around her seeing her as a stain. And she has this paralyzing fear of Jesse doing the same thing. And that fear is justified when you go back to season one and you see, when you hear him say, you know, you're an hair," He tosses that in her face, but he's frustrated that something's going on and all she wants to talk about is cereal and pop tarts instead of the truth i did like the acting in the scene between both of them cass's love is unconditional whereas jesse's is built upon layers of love and sometimes hate between tulip and jesse and i think that's what separates them a lot she leaves to go get some smokes with cassidy concern and offering to come but tulip is oddly complacent Back in hell, Eugene finally moves and realizes his door is unlocked. In the hallway, he hears screams and a German voice, a familiar mustache villain, emerges. Hitler is being played by Noah Taylor. I love the actor Noah Taylor. He played in this movie called, um, is it Lathe? L-A-T-H-E? It had a uh, Lisa Bonet in it. It's a really good movie. You should watch it. But he's been in a lot of other things as well. I think that bringing Hitler in the show um, is an interesting idea. Especially next to a cupcake like Eugene. While Jesse is listening to jazz, despite never listening it uh, t- listening to it a day in his life. Probably only into it now because it gets him closer to God. The woman he saved turns out to be part of the same organization she claimed to be running from. The entire thing was a damn setup to verify what he has is legit. So he allowed himself to be absolutely caught out there. Congratulations, you played yourself. Jesse's file is sent up to the Samson unit on the desk of one hair star who stands in an office with a lot of clocks that bald head also bought the map tulip stole back in season one and was also watching that snuff movie he also has a pretty deformed eye the jazz man that uh jesse is chilling with he finally asks you know i'm trying to figure out what this song is all about it means the end of the world Tulip goes to a laundromat of all places to get some smokes and exchanges a $100 bill for a $5 bill to that guy's absolute delight. Like, she really don't know math. To buy said smokes, Victor's squad shows up in the dozens and they call the man himself to confirm they have her. And that is how we end this episode. Who is Victor. I think we're going to find out since it's the name of the next episode. <laughs> Are we going to run into people from Jesse's past? Possibly. What is this new antagonist organization that clearly has a lot of clout to actually bring in a baby as a prop? I almost thought that baby was fake, but it was not. It was a real baby. <laughs> I figure Jesse must have seen the baby when she took it out. But for some reason, I really thought in the back of my head that was a fake baby. <laughs> I completely forgot it. they used the real one. She tossed that thing like L. Next time, get me a dog. But uh, I can't wait to see what is going to happen in the next episode. There's also a file on Hairstar's desk that said pig. What's that all about? I think we're in for some craziness to unfold What is Dennis's deal? That also is a question that has yet to be answered. We do have feedback, so let's jump into the mailbag.
1: christina it's me shy i am back again to talk about preacher season two episode three um okay well this one all right first and foremost let me just say this um i'm gonna need them to stop with this eugene stuff on the one hand i'm really glad that we got to see more of the backstory of what happened which by the way (laughs) i'm like are you serious are you serious this girl was just the epitome of entitled and ridiculous i mean she honestly was going to shoot herself because some guy that she was dating was cheating on her under the bleachers are you serious she wrote a suicide note she got a shotgun and was gonna kill herself she invites Eugene over to tell him and then put makes him responsible or tries to get him to be responsible for everything I'm like this (laughs) this girl Tracy, oh my gosh, I could not stand her. <laughs> Just like, I I mean and then she shoots herself because Eugene kisses her. Are you serious right now? Is this is this really happening? I mean, I could not believe this is how she or whatever. I'm I'm not a fan, like jesse i'm still not a fan of jesse i mean i'm just i've already called it i i I just don't see me liking him in that way um and you know more power to tulip and i and again i already said it in my last feedback um about how i feel about their relationship and in this one they it just it just looks so they act so juvenile i mean i'm like aren't y'all in y'all 30s and I hear what you, I mean, you said it before about uh, how they were raised and blah, 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 and this and, that and the other, but at some point, you gotta, I mean, come on, grow up. I mean, the way they interact with each other is just so childish. And I'm just not a fan. I mean, I, <laughs> it's just, I just like stop. And it's like kind of ruining my enjoyment of the show. I'm just not a fan of what they got going on and so I don't know um and I can and I kind of understand how you why you would um ship her and Cassidy because they have more of a of a um healthier relationship Uh, out of the three of them um he he's there for her she can confide in him um and he I mean Jesse's just so quick to dismiss her and just you know take what she says at face value even if he knows what's going on cuz he something's wrong because he's got his own agenda, his own things going on and he ain't trying to be too invested in that. I mean, I will say I was glad that he didn't you know allow that girl to, you know, get entangled with that blonde girl and let her kiss him. So he did stop that, so I will give him that, but as far as it's just I can't but yeah this episode was pretty slow I wasn't really a biggest fan of it to be quite honest and I'm just not I mean I like Eugene and the fact that they just keep showing him in this horrible predicament it just makes me dislike Jesse more I mean he is just so devastated it's like and then and to know how he ended up there i mean how he ended up with the blown face and what really happened between him and tracy really makes me frustrated that um everything that happened i mean <laughs> of course he's like sitting there like patting the brain matter trying to put it back in i'm like no stop it just you have the suicide note you have you know this her her fingerprints on the weapon it's like they're going to believe what you you know what you said happened because she said she's killing herself so uh yeah I guess in a moment I mean I get it he's a kid in a moment of panic he wasn't thinking that logically but I'm like dang um he would have been fine I mean he kind of went overboard with um, but I guess with the way that town is, well, we did see how that town is. They're not very, I mean, he's more one of those, um, unpopular type kids. So I don't know. Um, but we got Jesse going around asking about God. I'm like, who does that? I mean, what, I mean, what do you expect people to say? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, of course that dog person, I'm like, what is that? Well, I, I didn't get the correlation between that and why and god i'm like huh okay uh, of course you know the guy was creepily looking out through the mask but i don't know if that's supposed to mean anything and then of course we got jesse continuing to use his powers even though he knows that by using doesn't i think he knows that using his powers is what what tracks the uh, attracts um a killer of saints um to him so that that's just doesn't make sense um, I'm just trying to figure out what the heck is going on with Cassidy and this dentist guy. Cause he's speaking French and they didn't translate it. So I'm like, what does it mean? What is, what's going on here? What's, what's that all about? Um, but of course, Victor is going to find out that, I mean, and I'm like, out of all the places random, she runs into that lady that happens and <laughs> it's like really seriously so obviously, words gonna get back to Victor, and I mean, we already knew that she's gonna encounter Victor while she was in New Orleans. So she was paranoid as hell this whole entire episode. So, um, and that's why I don't even know why she just don't tell Jesse. I mean, especially after the um, you know, she bumps into the ladies. Like, come on now, Tulip. Let's let's not do this. Um, tell just tell him. You you say you love him. He loves you. Y'all are in this relationship you all got to learn to trust each other and it has it, can't, it has to be a two-way relationship it can't just be all about what Jesse wants and what's going on with Jesse you need to be able to open up to him about what's going on with you so um, but again that's who she wants to be with so I, you know I got to you know respect it i guess i don't know i'm not a fan but again I'm, I'm along for the ride so um trying to, I mean, unfortunately we're gonna keep seeing Eugene and I'm just not here for it. Cause you know, it's so unfair that he's down there in hell. He doesn't deserve to be there. And there's gotta be the way to get that young man out of there. Cause it just sucks that, you know, he's down there. And right now there doesn't seem to be a way to get him out of there. And he doesn't even deserve to be down there. Anyway, so that's all I got. I mean, like I said, I, you know, this one was a slow one for me. And uh, it was hard for me to, uh, I kept getting distracted, but I did finish watching it. So, um, so I can give you my feedback for it. But that's all I got on this one. Until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shine
0: that was queen chai with her thoughts on the episode so some controversial uh remarks there um we'll be uh agreeing to disagree on some facts the first one we'll talk about is the eugene moment it's one thing you said that was very interesting to me he's just a kid you offer that amount of uh leniency in his direction yeah, you don't offer that same sentiment to Tracy. She's just a kid um, raised in a very superficial. I mean, we've been in this town right for a whole season, so we know the the town's dynamics. The town, rather, she's right or wrong. Clearly, she's wrong in that moment. Um, I think that she doesn't not warrant empathy because she did something to a character we're more empathetic towards. Uh, I I think I went into great detail of how I felt Eugene erred in that scene completely wrong. Uh, And you mentioned how, you know, in some ways later on, uh, because a lot of this show is about emotionally stunted people, which I will go into a lot of the characterizations that Tulip and Jesse are based on. And keep in mind, emotionally stunted people um, are usually the result of a huge amount of trauma. And they've been really hammering it home. I think when Tulip and just how everyone in the neighborhood looked at her back in season one, right? When you have that crippling amount of fear of being judged, it's not easy. Like it's easier when you're coming from a place of comfort and a place of confidence. And you're a very confident, you know, competent person. And I think that that sometimes... um, I won't say blinds you but it can make you harder on those that you feel should be a lot more just because they're 30 years old that doesn't mean i know plenty of 50 people or 50 people people that are 50 years old 40 years old 70 years old that aren't emotionally mature that is not something everyone gets so when i see characters that are that genuinely flawed i like those Uh, a lot more than these more perfecto characters or strong black like michonne you're never gonna see michonne fuck up you don't watch the walking dead but (laughs) that's a character that's an archetype right they're never going to be seen in a stupid position but that's not realistic all the time people are stupid they're they're they make mistakes they keep making mistakes they keep fucking up they might have moments of getting better and they may backslide. That is reality. And so when I see characterizations like that, I I, I like to see it from a very three-dimensional viewpoint. So the whole Tracy Loach thing, um, back to Eugene, because you have more empathy for Eugene, of course you're siding with him in this situation where clearly the context for me is you reached out and you didn't consider not you i'm talking about eugene the character where tracy Loach was mentally in that moment right if you're at the point where you loaded a gun you're in a fragile state like in all honesty the minute he got her to put that gun down he should have just went out and talked to her mom like anytime you you went this far i don't care what type of if you're a real friend you go seek help like you need help you don't need me to fucking make a pass at you. So I think putting responsibility on men in those situations is just as important as criticizing the female for being overly dramatic. But when you're again a teenager, whether <laughs> it's stupid or not, you must not have made a lot of mistakes when you're a teenager. Maybe I just relate because I've made these types of errors in judgment. You know, I've had a boy cheat on me and I've almost ran myself off the road. Is it a smart moment? No, I wasn't thinking with my smarts. I was fucking emotionally caught up in humiliation and and despair of, of being taken advantage of. All those things can make a toxic cocktail. Should we allow ourselves to be brought that low by a man? well yeah ideally, sure but (laughs) it's not how we necessarily go and i don't think she was a hundred i think she really was a hundred percent committed i mean this is a woman girl too that's had a long list of men who've pretty much ran anal sex trains on her she doesn't have a lot of self worth so i just find it very interesting uh because i heard a lot of men discussing this But from a female's perspective as well, to see it from that way versus really understanding Tracy's mindset in that moment, whether you agreed with it or not. Um, Ultimately, I think the situation got way further out of hand, and two teenagers made two stupid, just two stupid mistakes. He also um, burned the note, he put it in the trash and set it on fire which I thought was stupid as well um and he also put his fingerprints on the weapon because he, he grabbed it before it went off because so it, it could have been she would have been putting it up to her face and she may not have even pulled the trigger she may have just was you know it's stupid all around I don't know why you have a loaded weapon in the house how the parents let you get a fucking weapon in your room I mean it's not like you just walked through the house and no one should have noticed you maybe I don't know the point is (laughs) we can go all the way down a a whole you know um series of how this went wrong and it's not at all just on tracy loach i just i don't subscribe to that idea um god backwards is dog so that's the joke (laughs) And maybe there was something to that very overly long look that the camera did on that dog's side. i don't know um hmm, what else do i have uh before i get into the emotionally stunted stuff because that's some really important i think information going further and I'm, I'm not saying it to change one's feelings about the you know jesse's not a likable character i'm not going to debate that but understanding them i think despite not liking i mean you don't have to like someone to to get who they are right to know how they got to the place where they're in this position like that's always the fascinating story to me you know every anyone could be a narcissist but there are things that sometimes propel people like even with marco in the book um the expanse you haven't gotten to that part yet uh actually i don't think you will get to that part in the early books but there's even a reason why marco is the way that he is there there, there's always something or a trauma that precipitates the characterization or the people that grow up not always some people are just psycho but almost eight out of ten it's somewhere and it usually begins in early childhood So I am behind on my French lessons. So I have no idea what Dini said. Um, when he find out about Victor, well, I guess they did bring it up in this episode. Victor is kind of a big deal in New Orleans. So if she is associated with him, she probably has easily recognized him because you know he's. She said this is his backyard. So anyone that says this is his backyard, it's got twenty people that show up in a laundry mat and everybody just dip out. That's someone with a lot of sway over the power of the city. So probably someone with um, a recognizable persona. And her association with it, with him, made her then recognizable. Hopefully that made sense. Um, So I am going to go into being emotionally stunted. Because it isn't something you can, because I know you said I get it, but they can grow up out of it. That's not, mm -mm, that's not how it works. (laughs) It is very much a syndrome um, it is not, it, you don't grow out of it. it. It, when you're emotionally stunted, that means things didn't socially go well for you in the way in which you were raised behaviorally. So, um, uh, let me read through a few things because <laughs> one of them was really good. Uh, here's one emotionally stunted men act as if women should serve them they take in their relationships but never give back i think that sums up jesse pretty much um completely right so he's in a he's emotionally stunted and she is as well they often get offended angry or taken aback when something isn't done for them despite them having no claim to the things that they want they throw tantrums when things don't go their way so these are things we've seen in, in tulip you know, um, I think we got they get defensive and argumentative, which is watch what we watched unfold between them. Um, they have very little accountability. They rarely think about or think anything is their fault, and instead blame everyone around them for everything that goes wrong. They even scapegoat. Now that is Jesse. I would say Jesse shows a lot more profound negative aspects of an emotionally stunted personality than tulip because tulip is around her self-worth whereas jesse really has been through some fucking shit like i i don't want to understate that um and i think because you haven't seen it in the show and it may it, it's not meant to change your mind don't think that but it it informs heavily why he is the way he is and he is an archetype of and that's why I don't didn't really want to call him a narcissist. I am I know I've thrown that tone uh, term out quite a few times actually. And it's not actually true. He's not a typical narcissist more than he is emotionally stunted. Those traits they do have similarities to them because they can also be very selfish. They think about themselves. So, of course you see the similarities, but it's a lot of other things that um are better diagnosed or he's better diagnosed in um so yeah that that's their relationship now what causes this emotional actually a lot of things it's not really tied to only trauma um it can be. it's usually in like these aren't just one flat diagnosis it's usually um coupled with many other diagnoses, I, I think that jesse might be slightly bipolar as well um, <laughs> just due to his mood swings and that something is volatile emotions the way they he strikes out at other people um so i think he has a borderline personality or not bipolar borderline personality is what i meant we are not dr phil <laughs> so i'm not gonna pretend i'm an expert on these type of things but i do recognize where they're, they feel very familiar, not only in the context of my own life, but in what I have. Like, I'm hugely interested in psychology. I read a lot about emotional behavior. Um, I I continue to read up on narcissism, which is a hugely fascinating subject. So seeing these people immersed in and kind of navigating their trauma is more interesting to me um, and why this episode probably wasn't as slow as maybe you may have uh, perceived it. But I look forward to continue thoughts about how you see both both of the characters. I know you're not shipping with me with the Cassidy, but I think that what unfolds between them is, is very deep relationships in different ways. Um, yes tulip and jesse can grow definitely there there is there there's no debate that there is um opportunity for growth between them if they're committing to each other uh which they really want to and they they are to a, a great extent but i think that um there's still a lot of unsaid things stemming from that childhood event And what happened that kind of poisons the air of the relationship and it's not only that keep in mind some things happen that you have not seen yet so um, I am a little bit speaking from hindsight so I totally get where you're coming from but I do think that they are dropping a lot of hints to what they are about to reveal Sooner rather than later. Um, if you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackoutcouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, or magic.